Pushkin. I've interviewed many successful people over the years, and one thing I find fascinating is that many of them don't consider themselves business savvy. Take the owners of Tightknit Brewing. They turn to Chase for business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards and do all of it in one place with the Chase mobile app. And that's helped these brew-loving friends turn a passion into a business. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. Together with Delta, they're putting 5G into the hands of ground staff so they can better assist on-the-go travelers with real-time information. From the Delta Sky Club to the Jet Bridge, this is elevating customer experience. This is Delta with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Last spring, my friend Stephanie and I had a chance to travel to Rome as part of her research trip. And as usual when I travel, we stayed at an amazing Airbnb. It was the perfect spot to check out the sights and just relax. But what was happening to my house while I was away? Did you know that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? Most people don't think about their space as an Airbnb, but hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, welcome to Talk Easy, a weekly podcast around conversations with the people shaping our culture today. I'm Sam Fragoso, and thank you for being here. For episode 31 of the show, we're joined by emerging actress Zazie Beetz. Born in Berlin, but raised primarily in New York City, you've probably seen Zazie on a few different television projects this fall. In a sort of bout of serendipity, September saw the release of two dynamic programs. The first is Easy by Joe Swanberg, a Chicago-set series of short stories about late 20s, early 30s folks trying to navigate love, work, and everything in between. In it, Zazie plays the lively, down-to-earth woman who, alongside her boyfriend played by Dave Franco, is creating an underground brewery. The landscape of Swanberg's world is wildly different than that of Donald Glover's Atlanta, where Zazie has a vital reoccurring part. In the transcendent new FX program, Beats plays Van, the breadwinning mother and kind of girlfriend to earn, played by Glover. Van is the driving force of the whole family. In fact, she's arguably the only force in the family. Of all the characters on Atlanta, she appears to be the one who is trying the hardest to get her shit together. I need your help. All right. How do you pass a drug test? I can't lose my job because I am all that we have, okay? Zazie's strength as an actress, aside from her freshness, is her ability to live in the moment of a scene. And the environment of that scene is irrelevant. Whether she's sparring with an old friend now dating ballplayers, or she's pleading with Ern to care just a little bit about the well-being of her kid. Zazie is present and alive, 
the moral backbone of this show. Somehow, she's even more alert in person. She's the type of human being that greets strangers with a hug, or at least this stranger. And I know that's an odd detail, perhaps, but it illuminates a general warmness that Zazie emits. And thinking back on the 30 episodes, somehow we've released 30 episodes of this podcast, I don't think there's been someone who so quickly was emotionally available. I'm in New York City right now for the first time in seven years, I think. And I spent the majority of, of yesterday walking around this place, autumn settling in, the cold present but not entirely unbearable, thinking about this conversation. The equivalent I see is kind of like when you end a good therapy session, like when you walk outside and you feel just a little marginally bit better and clearer about everything, even if it's just for a few fading minutes before the rest of the world comes rushing back. Anyway, that's kind of how I felt here. I, I don't know if that's true or if I'm making that up and it's, it's completely imaginative, but in the back of her favorite coffee shop in Harlem, we talked about anxiety, Atlanta, and her unique, fascinating upbringing. Okay. I've said enough now. Um, finally, Zazie Beats. This is my first, like, being radio interviewed. It's like kind of a radio. I mean, it's um, a, po- a podcast. It's true. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay. What do you listen to? I listen to, well, obviously, This American Life. I listen to Snap Judgment. One of my best friends works on Reply All. Oh, okay. I listen to Planet Money and Freakonomics. That's a lot of shows. Serial. Did you listen to the second season of Serial? I got through like seven episodes of it, yeah. and then I kind of lost my ammo. Yeah, I did two episodes, and I was like, yeah, I couldn't do seven. Yeah, I, I think found it was like like the case thing. Like it was so interesting not knowing anything about that case. Yeah, the first season, and then the second one. It's but like, even this one, I felt there was like too much intel. That too much intel. Yeah, I kind of it would, you know, she kept kind of having to like scroll back and be like, well, in order to explain this situation, I have to explain this- an hour of <laughs> this, and I kind of like it made me lose my, yeah. I don't know, my interest, and also, you know. There is this thing of like he did just walk away, yeah, you know, and that was kind of dumb. But <laughs> that uh, I don't think that means he deserved anything. Um, let's can we just start with, at the beginning? Sure. Like, uh, where, me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> no, uh, actually, just the beginning of time. You and I. Let's just go through it. So. When a man loves a woman. <laughs> no, this is good. Was that the song playing? When? Yes. Okay. When my parents conceived me. My father, Tom, and my mom, Michelle. Um, my dad is German. So he grew up in East Germany and then came here when the wall came down, like six months after that happened. Uh, Met my mom here. They got pregnant. And oh, so he moved here and then... Well, like- he came here on like a summer program. He was kind of like supposed to be in and out. And then... He like fell in love and uh, where did he meet your mom? He worked it was he worked as a janitor in like a camp upstate where my mom her family would it was sort of like you could rent houses, but then they also had like a camp thing there. So uh, my mom's family would go up periodically and she was a counselor. Mm. Um and that's where they met and then That sounds so nice. 
that they like like fell in love and like met. It was super quick. I I always like hope. I always think of my parents' story, and I keep thinking, "Oh man, I hope I'm that brave." You know. Yeah. So they met, and very quickly they fell in love, and then sort of decided to have a kid. I I don't know. Um, How long were they together before they decided to have a kid? I think like a long summer. A long summer. Like I'm with someone for three months. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know. I'm disillusioned. I keep asking them like, so like, was I a mistake? And they're like, no. (laughs) So. um, I mean, what are they going to say? I don't know. know, They love me, I think. They're not going to be like, you know, actually. I, actually, <laughs> we we really tried to yeah, nip tried. that in the bud. We it just tried, didn't work, you and you're you're here. <laughs> um, but they moved to Germany. Then they got married there, and then they my mom had me in Berlin. And oh, wow. yeah, she was 22, and my dad was 26. And so, where was your mom from? What my mom's from New York. Oh, she's from New York. Yeah, so she's so African American. They moved. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And then when I was like a year old, they came back here. And since then, I've been kind of like oscillating back and forth between here and Germany. Like mm-hmm. I went to preschool there for six months and then I came back and sort of in lieu of summer camp, I spent my summers there. So I'd be with my grandparents for yeah. like three months. And um, yeah. Um, How do you make that work? Like the going back, isn't that hard to do? No, it's just a flight away. Um, so peacefully (laughs) well i i was the only um grandchild on my dad's side and so i think they helped out with tickets a lot oh um and you know it was honestly it was like sort of the cheapest option you know when i didn't have school Mm -hmm. i kind of would just go there Mm -hmm. um so it was great because like i speak german at home and so i also you know I hear a lot of, I hear often like kids who grow up in bilingual homes reject a language, but yeah. I think because I had actual That's good. motivation. I didn't reject a language. I lazily didn't learn it. I was Spanish. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. What's your... My dad, my family's from, my dad's side is from Mexico. Okay. And he speaks fluent Spanish. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, I think there's a mild disappointment that I haven't learned how to speak. Spanish. I'm sure you understand it really well. I understand it much better than I can speak it. Yeah. yeah. But it's still not. I mean, I took five years of Spanish and I'm like, why don't I speak it? Do you not know anything or is it just like... No, uh, I can kind of understand. I can... I understand. I can read. Mm. I have a hard time coming up with the words. Okay. That's probably better than me. No, it's yeah, not better than me. I don't know. You have a much more native thing going on Maybe, than I yeah, do. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, grandma. Clapped in church on Sunday morning Grandma's hands Played a tambourine so well Grandma's hands Used to issue out a warning She'd say Billy, don't you run so fast Might fall on a piece of glass Might be snakes there So what was it like going to Berlin as a kid and then coming back here like was it easy making friends was it easy sustaining um, friendships and all that so my like my school years were here so i had like a sustained kind of like mm-hmm. group and routine in that way good kid good student i was always a really good kid yeah. i was never really an issue 
I kind of like dropped off in grades a little bit my junior year of high school and sort of went insane in that way in college because you like realize, oh, you don't actually have consequences, <laughs> but then you realize later like, oh, you kind of do. Um, well, the consequences are more like internal. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I feel really guilty Yeah, about doing yeah. bad on this thing. And I think that also kind of ballooned into like now I struggle with a lot of anxiety all the time. <laughs> um, and so I, yeah, I, I think I was, I was a good student and I, um, I, for the most part, enjoyed school, I guess. Mm. But I, so I started acting. I get my first acting thing. I was seven and I did something called Half Chicken. And it was the story of the weather vane. Um, what, what was it? It was the story of the weather vane. Okay. Um, so he's like a rooster cut in half. <laughs> so there's that. And what was your I role played in the that? half chicken. Oh, you did? Yeah. I oh. won that by winning. I won a lottery for that role. There were four other girls that wanted to play it. Oh, I so you them. all put your name in that thing. Mm-hmm. And I got the I got the half chicken. How excited were you at seven? It was I was so excited. <laughs> I was always kinda like I liked to perform or I I liked to draw, I liked to paint, I dance, mm. I sang, I kind of was a jack of all trades in that way. Mm. Um did your parents do any of that? Not really. My well, my dad is a cabinet maker. My mom works. Oh, it's so difficult to describe her job. She essentially does social work stuff, uh-huh. um, and she works for non for profit. She works for non for profit organizations. And um, my dad, though, was a great visual artist. Although he didn't really pursue, he didn't pursue it, and was a photographer. Um, and though he didn't really pursue it, my mom was less so mm-hmm. that. But they always really supported me, which right. is great. Um, so they were adamant on you pursuing. Yeah, they. I think they just, which is super graceful of them. I think they just kind of tried to follow whatever I was pursuing. Huh. Um, That's nice. Yeah, it's really nice, <laughs> and especially I think coming from a family where, like, I'm the only one in, in on either side of my family that like makes money by being fully creative. Mm. So it's a weird thing. It is a weird thing. thing. It's, it's because I feel the same in my family. Yeah. Um, cause no, they're all, I mean, my friend, I'm from Chicago. So like, okay, cool. Everyone, they're not, they're not in anything in this field at all. Yeah. And so it's a little foreign to them. Yeah. And also like, it's exciting for them too, which is so exciting. Which is good because it keeps you in check. I yeah. Think. It's like, yeah, yeah this, is, this is an exciting thing we're part of. But when you're like doing it also, you're like, but my life is also like, I still wake up with the same worries and things every day. Um, what are the worries? Well, I question a lot like, do I deserve this? And am I worthy? Yeah. Am I worth anything? Am I good enough to do what I do? Am I taking someone else's space? Uh, yeah, that plagues me. <laughs> this is really good to hear because this is what I woke up with today. Really? Yeah, it's every day. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. But apparently you do really good work. Do I? Yeah, what? I've heard. <laughs> Who did you hear that from? My agent told me that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. And, um, um, you I know, th- I've seen... 
your good work. So uh, thank you. <laughs> I think you're doing fine. You really feel like you're taking a spot. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that's kind of like, I guess, an extreme way to think of it because, yeah. you know, there's no finite number, you know, no. there's no quota that needs to be filled. So, but it's still like you see, you have like friends that are trying to do the same thing mm-hmm. and you're like, man, I should be lucky. Like, I'm lucky that I'm, I have this. Yeah. And I, I know people that I think are like more talented than I am, you oh, know, everyone's more talented. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But that's how, I think that's like what pushes you forward yeah like you kind of need to be a little bit fearful yeah maybe i don't know maybe that's like some shit i made up i think also i have a friend um chloe who the one who works on reply all actually and she was saying that they're they had like a a meeting on like managerial i don't know and they're talking about how the different stages of like being in a career and how there's the I don't remember the titles, but there's like the excited beginner who's like totally open to making mistakes and is is just super excited about everything. And then the disillusioned learner who like (laughs) doesn't need as much, as much like support or no, knows what they're doing wrong and like, and just, and is like losing motivation and hates what they're doing Mm -hmm. and like needs the guidance of like, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fail. You can do this. And then there's the like third stage of, all right, you know, and then there's the fourth stage of you are like autonomous. And that was like an interesting thing to think of, like, maybe I'm the disillusioned learner right now and like feeling. I know know. I'm not the first thing. Yeah. I feel like I think we're probably the second thing. Yeah. But I feel like you're doing a good job. I feel super comfortable right now. And like, I've been having kind of a hell week with anxiety. And Mm. so like. What's this been going is like on? great. Um, I feel like the only way I can describe it is like, have you ever had a panic attack? Um, pro- like maybe when, <laughs> like only when like really high. Like when really like high? Like on weed, yeah. I think that's the only time. I think like. And even then that was like, it was all in my head. Yeah. Well, panic attacks can also become like really physical. Um, Like you can get like heart palpitations and like you can feel like you're choking and you get like you sweat and you tremble and like all kinds of stuff in addition to having like overwhelming feelings of doom of whatever um and like having that for like hours really and then coming back to like not necessarily feeling normal but like a base level of constant anxiety right and so I've been having a lot of that pretty intensely this past What's provoking week. that? Is it just like I don't too know. Busy I or? think it's just I'm not too busy right now, so I don't know. It's um stressing me out. <laughs> but, you know, I also like I'm thinking you know, it'll be it's passing, but it's been uh, uh really hard. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I get support and like I have a bunch of really loving people around me and that's like kind of the, I'm finding the biggest grounding thing or the thing that can snap me out of when I kind of go spiraling um, is like connecting. Always people. Yeah. It's always people. people. That's why I do this. Yeah. I'm not kidding when I say that. Like anytime I'm in a rut, which I 
think I probably am right now, I like forget about it yeah. for an hour. And there's something to that. And like, same thing with friends, right? It's you just, feel like you're in a rut? Well, we don't want to like turn this on me, but like, <laughs> like yeah, I think sometimes I, I feel stagnant. Yeah. And that's worrisome. Yeah. You don't feel that, right? I mean, oh my like, God, I do. What? This is like everything's happening right now. This yeah, is like, I know. Everything is happening. That's so, yeah. That's but it also feels kind of like I'm like riding the wave of what somebody else did. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's, and so I feel which like. Which is really exciting for a little bit. And then yeah. at the end of it, you're like, oh, fuck. Well, I feel sort of like, well, what did I create? Like, of course I contributed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if this hadn't been kind of initially going on already, what would I be doing? You know? And so, but that's also like. That's like a crazy hypothetical though, like, cause it did happen and you did participate yeah, and you are true. like a significant part. It's things. true. It's true. Um, but it's still not like you didn't create the show. Yeah. But you want to be creating the show. I want to be creating, but then I also feel sort of like I am in a like creative rut. Like sometimes oh. I'll try to create and I feel like I come up empty. Yeah. I feel that. Um, you know what I feel that the most? It's when I'm not like reading enough it's mm. when i'm not like taking new yeah shit and filling your well um that's a great that's way more eloquent that's that's good yeah. i had a day on a set where we were there for well like a regular day is like 12 hours uh -huh. and they only needed one shot of me and it was a shot <laughs> i had no lines i was just looking this is for atlanta no this is something for something else um this a film called wolves oh okay wolves okay and they needed just one shot of me reacting to my um, on-screen boyfriend winning, like, a basketball tournament uh -huh. thing. And it was, like, after, you know, it was the end of the movie and, like, we'd gone through a bunch of shit and all. Oh, was cursing okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so they just I love the way you asked that question. <laughs> such an He's, is it okay? Yeah. Um, I don't want to have to have you bleep No, no, no. Um but so I spent the whole day like just waiting for that shot. And that day my mom came on set and, you know, a bunch of people were rapping that day. And so we, I was sort of like in this space of like, I'm going to say goodbye to them later. But I was just kind of hanging out with people and just talking and like feeling and connecting. And then I got on screen and it was just the cameras on me as they're like fake running back and forth pretending to like shoot hoops just so I have like an eye line. And I lost it. Like I completely broke down sobbing and I was totally shocked that uh, I was able to like do that. And I was didn't really expect that reaction. But it also like make sense sort of in terms of what was going on you know it was just like an emo it was an emotion it like represented many things right. his winning um and you know in the end like everyone came together with her like oh my gosh like you know like <laughs> like kind of like the support of like it you know it wasn't even like about like congratulations like that was a cool shot but like we're all here together. Right. And I spoke with one of the actors later on and he was like, yeah, the reason that happened was because you were connecting all day and filling your well and feeling people and feeling everyone. And then you were able to bring that out. And I thought that was super cool. And to like think, you know, you know, oftentimes when I have to like be emotional on screen, I'll like, I have like trigger music that I'll go have a list of songs that like, this makes me sad. This makes me sad. Or, What's like, trigger music? Oh, I listen to, 
Porgy from Nina by Nina Simone. Yeah. I listened to Solitude by Billie Holiday. I listened to uh, the. This is freaking me out. The, you're like you're saying, like a lot of the things are just like really. Yeah, it's really. I love listening to them because it makes me feel not alone. With bloom everywhere, I sit and I stare. I know that I'll soon go mad in my solitude. Yeah, well, if I listen to Neil Simone, it's like a guaranteed, like. Try not to do it with people. I did it with someone like really? this past weekend, and it was like really, like embarrassing for not embarrassing, but like hard to not. Yeah. And I, cause you know that song "Stars." I don't know. Yeah. Like the really, I don't know that yeah, song. It's like stars, they come and go, they go fast, they go slow. Yeah, it's really that one. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll show you that one. Honestly, the whole Bonnie Vera album is. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> um, that's like a guarantee. Yeah. Know. And then I also have thoughts, you know, that I'll like go to. But it was nice to realize like, oh, I can become emotional through love and kindness too. Yeah. And like that that's also like a valid thing. Yeah. And it doesn't have to go through like be a negative experience. But it's interesting. Why is it that our like our go-to is like, oh, let me think about the sad stuff. Yeah. I guess because that like maybe gives quicker results. You know, I had to spend 12 hours filling my well. Yeah. And not five minutes listening to a song yeah um, plus it is good i mean i have those uh what are the thoughts you're thinking about like the, the bad oh ones? like classic like my parents death and you know just like yeah. to like quickly exit like get to it or wow that is dark yeah. <laughs> well the problem is you think about it too much and it loses edge you know and so i'm like one day i'll think of my father's funeral and come up dry well, they're both alive yeah they are yeah um, that's like my biggest fear before oh, my death is like definitely. them dying. Yeah. Cause like, what am, what are we going to do? I don't know what I would do. I literally what, don't know what I like, would do. Like, where's I, I don't, where am I going to go? What's my support system? I don't then? know. Just don't ask me that. Cause I don't know. Fuck. Um, I want you to have this figured out. You're, you're... Well, I'm actually great. I have a, I have a, a, my wonderful boyfriend. His name is David who might join us over there. That's right there. Hi, David. <laughs> He's also an actor. He's great. I love him very much. He's a great he, support. Has he been there the whole time? I don't know. When did you come in? What? When, when did you get here? Like five minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> come say hi quick. David's going to say hi on the podcast for a second. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hi, nice to You want to say hi? Come oh. say hi. Hello, world. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is great. <laughs> this is great. Thanks, babe. Um, I have found, like... He's been a fantastic support and, you know, I have, I have good friends. So that's good. I think I've also like, I'm bad about making new friends because I feel like I've like picked my five and I'm going to stick with them. Right. Um, I mean, it, it, it almost is sometimes like okay mm-hmm. to have just three or four, five like good friends. Yeah. But how long have you've been here since childhood so like uh-huh so has well, your world expanded that way? i'd say i you know i have a few i have some childhood friends who like i love deeply but we don't see each other that often but they're like a part of the fabric of 
who I am forever mm. and, you know, would drop things for them for sure. But we just like, unfortunately, just don't see each other as, you know, often. As, you know, I, I think either of us would like to. But um, I feel very connected to my college friends, which is, I think, kind of like the classic thing of like, I feel like these people are like my forever people. Mm. And, um, you know, I wonder if it's just because it's like the time, at least for me, like I really felt like I came into myself as I'm sure most people in do college, yeah. in college. And I kind of feel like I blossomed into my confidence. So that's a funny thing to say because I also feel like I have a huge lack of confidence. <laughs> I'm very confident in certain things and I have a huge lack in other things. So, going back and forth is challenging. What? It's going back yeah. and forth on that because I know people will say like, oh man, you seem confident. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. What are you talking yeah. about? What are you talking about? Isn't it funny? Well, that- it's just an act. I mean, like, yeah. I'm, it's, like we're all somewhat acting a little bit. My friend last night was talking to me about um, that. Co- yeah, that confidence is an act, and you kind of have to sort of. I think encouraging me to just be more openly, like shamelessly confident. Yeah. Um, that it's an act that you have to. You put it essentially like faking it until you make it. Mm-hmm. You know, and your act is pretty good. Thank you. It's like a good. I f- I usually feel good like talking to people. Yeah. You know. You're really easy to talk to, too. So, <laughs> like, you're you're doing well in your in your job. <laughs> it doesn't really feel like a job to me. Yeah, that's good. Right? Then I mean, that's the perfect does this job. Feel like a, so, what were you doing in college? Like, did you study? I studied French. Um, do you speak French too? Yeah, I do. This is bullshit. This is like <laughs> like three languages. Are you kidding me with this? Well, just accept that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm actually really proud of that because I went into college not, it's kind of like a cool thing to come out with like a tangible thing that I learned. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, um, you know, not just like I can edit essays now or something, but like I did not speak French going in and four years later I spoke it. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And like, good. I lived there for a year and like did the whole like had a boyfriend and da 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 and everything. And so <laughs> What's I that? like, like you fell in love type. Um, I guess, yeah. yeah. You know, I kind of just threw myself in and and then when I left it had to like all sort of dissolve, but um I was just giving myself fully to the experience huh. and um Let me ask you in the moment when you were together like in college did you think like, "Oh man, this is going to have to end when school's over?" Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um that was a hard, that's hard. For, that was hard. Yeah. That was our last day was very strange. Yeah. What, what happened? Well, I mean, like tearful, obviously, but like this sort of purposeful decision of I'm leaving. So was it you leaving him? Yeah. Oh. Um, and it was, you know, it was like kind of a fast relationship because it happened sort of more in the tail end of my time there, you know, as my like language skills sort of solidified. Um, and so it was was intense. Yeah. He was French. Yeah. Yeah. And so like our entire relationship was French. Um, (laughs) although like the last two weeks he started speaking a little English with me and I was like, really? (laughs) Like this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it was like sort of fast and intense, you know, I guess in a way like how summer camp is like, you have an entire school year happen in eight weeks. Mm. And so, um, it was a lot, 
but you know, but it's also life, I guess. Did you see it as like the like your parents? Ah. Uh, <sighs> No, I think I, I, I don't know. I think my, I think my parents sort of dove in faster than I did. And I think also for different reasons, you know, like my dad really wanted to have a kid too. And mm. I think for both of them, it also was sort of this escape, you know, my mom, um, you know, my, my mom kind of had a harder time growing up. Like a lot of stuff happened in her life and, um, you know, meeting, I think, like this man coming from a different world. And he, you know, grew up also sort of literally like trapped behind a wall and like coming and recognize, like seeing the world. And then they kind of found each other. And it was sort of, I think, both of them, their ticket into like new beginning. Yeah. And um, I want that. <laughs> but like you don't want, no, see, that's such a fucking privileged thing to say that I want that. Yeah. Because like, like I don't, you and I would not want to be trapped somewhere no you want the story you want the want like the you want the like success uh, afterwards yeah, i want the experience and yeah. like showing me like how great life is in a way yeah like everything i have but i'm sure that it also exists in other ways you know like even in terms of like me struggling with anxiety right now like yeah. i'll go up and down right like in one day like i'll have like a horrible low and then like sort of come back to base did you have anxiety back in college? I did. I think I kind of, I think when I hit puberty, it sort of started, uh, but I would say like, I'm kind of at a, like a peak place right now. Peak anxiety. Yeah. Like I, I've never sort of experienced it this intensely. How old are you? 25. Okay. Um, like, like I feel like same. it's sort of the classic, yeah. yeah, the classic time when a lot of this stuff sort of happens too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you graduated college when? In like, 2013. 2013. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, things are happening... Fast. Is that where the anxiety is? I think that's where a lot of it lies. I think it also lies in, like, am I even doing something that truly makes me happy? Oh. Um, I love... Well, let's talk about Atlanta. Did that yeah, make you happy? It did. Um, I also had to, like, actively... I had to, like, separate, like, myself from, like, the confident... Like, or not like the person who, you know, if I have a bad take or if I feel like I had a bad day on set where I didn't perform well, separating that, like that person who closes off and becomes introverted and can't connect because I'm just wrapped up in my own stuff Mm. from the person who continues to stay in the community and continues to stay to connect and be a part of everyone's world and doing that separation was kind of profound, I think, in terms of like just being present and staying present and that that's kind of all that it is. That's all that acting is in a way. It's just being present. Yeah. And I think a lot of like, you know, the externalities of the business um, make me anxious. You know, like there's a lot of like questioning self-worth and, you know, are you popular or not popular? And then social media and, you know, people thinking you're important and changing from searching for opportunities. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just like, no, it's just nonsense. Yeah. It's a complete waste of time. Yeah, it's true. But like, we have to keep listening to that nonsense. Yeah. Because it's like weird. It's a part of the culture, you know? 
And so I wonder, like, does that give me more anxiety? Like, then, then I'm getting joy out of it. And also, I think, like, I want to also contribute. And, you know, like, I also, I've had so many. What do you mean by contribute? I want to, I really love, um, I really love women and I want to help women. Am I doing that by acting? You know what I mean? The answer is yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, Resoundingly, yes. Yeah, you're right. And it's true. And it's like <laughs> what a lot of the... You I'm right. Like, well, the like, thing is, is like... I could be wrong. You, But you are right. And like, you know, a lot of the interviews that I've had, you know, the focus a lot is like on hair, right? Yeah. I, and... I read that. Yeah. That's not what this is going to be. This is never going to be. <laughs> I'm actually really grateful about that. Um, but, you know, that that's sort of like accidentally sort of become my platform in a way that, you know, you can be yourself or like, you know, you don't have to wear makeup. Yeah. You can like just be wild and free and that's fucking sexy. Um, you can. And yeah. it is. Yeah. And I'm really happy to be kind of, I don't know, the, I'm happy for that to be, my current sort of like your, what people your, your are pulling image, from it. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind. Um, it's a pretty good image. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I think it's very cool what Alicia Keys is doing right now. The mm. no makeup thing. Oh, is that um, what she's doing? Mm-hmm. Oh. And going to like big event. I think she went, I don't know what the music event was, but like a big red carpet thing and no makeup. And some people are very like, what are you doing? And others, of course, are I need so- Alicia Keys to come back with like early, Diary of Alicia Keys. Yeah. Like stuff that changed my life when I was 12. Yeah. Oh, man. But were that, I think that was just like 2002, you know? Was it? I mean, I'm like, do I I like, um, like college dropout Kanye because I was just 12? Or do I like college dropout Kanye because that was the best Kanye? I don't know. It's a constant internal monologues (laughs) for me. I think it's both yeah i think i still think it well no my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is probably like that's like the abbey road of like uh, to me it's like the best Mm -hmm. overall storyline For breakfast, an insure for dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor. That right there could drive a same man bizzard. Not to worry, Mr. Ace to the Eagles back to wizard. How do you console my mom? Or give a light support. Telling her son's own life support. And just imagine how my girl feel on the planes But college drive is like home. Yeah, I think it's just like it comes back to like I feel home. Or like when I put on like, I don't know, and like put on Nelly, put on Ja Rule, oh. put on like anything that's, and it just feels like well, I'm like, back home. That's like fifth grade dance. Yeah, that's exactly. Like fifth grade dance is like me awkwardly going out to a yeah. girl being like, hey, do you want to dance? And which is so, God, those school functions were. Yeah. So. <laughs> we didn't have fifth grade dances. We had something called town meeting. So the whole school once that? a week would come together and like just kind of regroup and like talk about things i oh. guess in lieu of like a school paper oh, you know okay. you come together this happened this happened and then you guys would listen to nelly at town meetings well some girls would like get up and do a little dance to like the clean version of um um uh, what is that song that i'm thinking of um 
Yeah, sing if it. you wanna n- 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 go ride with me, um, that one, you know, another one. That song's so great. It is. So, yeah, it makes me think of that, or like you know, Destiny's Child and mm. all those kitty cats. Yeah. Um. So it's about being present. Yeah. Yeah. But what were we talking about? I don't know. I was trying to think. We're about talking that. about platform and hair. Platform, yeah. Oh, because you're on the set. Man, we've gone into a tangent. Yes. There. Oh. Yeah. And okay. Um. Clearly, my presence, just like being on a screen with the hair that I have, has. Um. Some people feel. I guess moved by that or right. encouraged oh. by that. Yeah. And Are so you doing something for women. Yes. And yeah. so I see. You know, like. Um, I think that's, you know, that's like one, that's one way. Yeah. Um, but, but you, I guess but also, you feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah, no, I don't, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I also, you know, like, you know, I've had so many, I think, I think a lot of acting teachers like to say this and I've had like a few kind of come in, you know, where they say, your smile is so great right now. You because oh. <laughs> like I can tell you're about to say something that you're excited about. Yeah. Well, am I excited or, or like, about it? Let, you laugh at it. I'm excited it? to shut it down. Okay. Good. Um, or they say, you know, if you have any other desire, like if you want, if you think about having sex before acting, or if you think about your relationship, or if you think like that, will that acting can like ruin those things, um, or your image or anything, then you're or about doing anything else, then yeah. you're not an actor that you have to like give your whole self to it, yeah. which I didn't say it as eloquently maybe as some others would say it, but I feel like that's such bullshit. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter how eloquent they put that. There's just no, yeah, it's like you're a human being. So I don't have the right to have other equal interests. Yeah. I know I do. And I do. That's why I studied French fucking love languages yeah they're great i think it's like the biggest window into any culture into any human's mind um and i want to do something with that i've never heard it like that before about language yeah i really do i feel like yeah i don't know and you know i want to go back to that in my life too i want to i want to travel i want to talk to people that's really important to me. Is the anxiety then like your life is becoming too much acting? Like is it be, is like are your I other interests think, going by the wayside now because this is beca- like your I, your career is like yeah coming along now like your career whatever the hell that is yeah I think it is feeling like I'm not personally active in my life. You know what I mean? Like right. I I get. I think even if I was like, which I actually, I'm very proud of myself that I did this. Yesterday, I I, I had written a little short screen play huh? a couple of months ago, which is like a big thing that I can't believe I even yeah, got sat down to do that. And um, I had a little reading of it last night with what? like a group of friends. And that was like, I was so fearful of doing that because I didn't feel like it was ready. To, and I was like, I just have to do it. I just have to do it. And I felt great what was happening and i also felt like super open to criticism and like like you know essentially like taking a risk also comes back with like a higher reward of 
feelings of satisfaction and feelings of like pushing forward and moving forward. And, you know, if you're sitting and like, I'm, we were also talking about like, we did like a little, <laughs> it sounds so pretentious, but it's really lovely. We did That's like, great. um, we do something called drunk writers club. And so we have like a group of people come together and we like make some food and get drunk and write. What? Um, and we do like come up with little writing prompts and like, so one of, and then we like talk about it and we hang out too. Like it's like inter, interspersed with I hope writing. you know I'm for sure going to do this. <laughs> I'll invite you to the next one. Okay. I'll happily come. <laughs> and it's like super like liberal artsy college thing, but it's also, it's, it's fun. You're doing it with people, you know, and you meet new people and it's right. cool. Um, and How so many people are at these functions. Um, so it's, you know, like kind of like 10 and under. Yeah. Um, and it makes for like a super safe environment because people like you'll write for 15 minutes and share just something that's super not edited and super bad. <laughs> um, but like one of the things that came up, one prompt that we used was, what are you addicted to? And one of my friends, she wrote about, you know, being addicted to comfort and like to her bed and things like that. And I, that resonated so much with me mm. because that's how like a lot of my, when I feel my inactivity or my sort of when I get worried or worked up about things, I just, and even when I'm like arguing or something, I just shut down. I can't, I just can't engage. I struggled with that in college, like with writing papers, like I would get so overwhelmed. I just couldn't write them. I would like start a paragraph and break down sobbing and I just couldn't write. Uh. And like, that was a, and like when I did turn in work, it was fine. Uh, you know, my work was fine, but like, I would feel so like, I can't do it. And I just couldn't do it. And it was so, that bad. I would get that way. I get that way with like life. Like I, you know, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if it's even like I have, you know, I have backed up emails and text messages and I'm like, I can't get back to these people. I can't get back to these people. So I just like go to bed. I just right. go to sleep. You retreat too. I retreat and I like numb myself out on the internet. And I think like an accumulation of that, I think is partially like why I'm going through anxiety yeah. right now. Cause I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. But well, you know what it is? It's that you're doing it here's my theory and mm -hmm. I, maybe this is the way I've justified it for myself. It's like, yeah. there's so much to do. Like yeah. you're doing way more than you ever have before. But like, since there's so much, it feels like you're doing fucking nothing. Yeah. And then you have those backlog of texts, you have emails, you haven't responded, you have someone's messaging on Facebook and I'm like, yeah. Ugh, I just respond I just a week later yeah. and I'm like, Oh, I'm such a fucking asshole. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, you spiral. It's like, I'm a bad friend. I'm not supporting, yeah. but it's also, you know, like, I think it's also part, there's a great book. You should read it actually. Okay. If you What's the, the book? War of Art by oh. Stephen Pressfield. Okay, I don't know this. Um it's super tiny and quick read and just like a punch to the gut um and, and sort of addresses like resistance yeah. in anything particularly creating but also like if you like want to start a family or want to start a business and you're just like oh, I can't <laughs> um you can open it up anywhere and it's like highlightable mm. and it's sort of like in this like paragraph format and just gets right to the point and doesn't, it's great. Sounds good to me. It's really good. And Quick read and a gut to the punch. Yeah. Just perfect combo. A gut, a gut to the punch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, That's what you just said. <laughs> I'm really eloquent is the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you addicted to? Tangenting. I'm addicted to sleeping. Oh, how many hours are you sleeping? Well, um, you know, when I'm not working, I'm able to like get, I'm able to get a full, whatever, like nine hours or 10 or whatever until when I wake up and, you know, need to start my day. Um, but it's like, that's what I do when I'm feeling, um, 
if I feel anything or like if I just have blank space in my day, my instinct is like, just go to sleep mm. rather than sort of engage. Um, it was just like an escaping thing, you know, but it was like, I just, I'm trying to deal, I'm trying to deal with it. I'm trying, I'm trying to deal with it. Um, we keep tangenting. I don't it's, remember what we were talking It's kind of wonderful. actually. <laughs> uh, this was about your, oh yeah. Cause you were really happy about writing the short. Oh short. yeah. Um, and I felt really proud of myself for sharing it and doing something that I was super fearful of. And I think it's about, you know, recognizing, oh, yeah, taking risks. That's what we're talking about. You know, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, that I need to be more active in taking risks and, and not being, not feeling super. I got it. It yeah. was the, um, you feel like, it felt like you were talking about like participating in life. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're feeling not. Yes. That I don't engage. I just let it happen to me, mm. which is sometimes how I feel about acting, right. that it's like something, yeah, that something that happens to me, like somebody finds me somewhere to audition to. So I go to audition right. and then somebody is which already Which is why like, you wrote this thing because it's you steering the ship. Yes. It's like you're. Yeah. And I think like ultimately in performing, like that would give me satisfaction of like, I gave birth to something and saw it through to the end. Mm. Um, and I sometimes feel like my problem is, is like, I don't even have any ideas. So I don't even know what to like uh-huh. birth. Um, but you know, are, that's you, are also, you excited about this? Is it good? I think it's, it's kind of a crazy story. See, I'm and knowing you for 46 minutes, uh-huh. I'm so interested in it. Really? I'm a hundred percent certain that it's at the very bare minimum fascinating. J- judging, that's really nice ju- of you to say. <laughs> judging, judging by, yeah, I feel yeah, like thank you. I'd be shocked if I read it and I was like, man, that was boring yeah, that, as shit. That <laughs> it may just be crazy and yeah. like incoherent, but it's for sure interesting. Oh, thank you. Um, that's really nice of you to say. It's <laughs> the truth. It's just, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I, I can see its faults, but I'm also, I'm, I am proud of it. Mm. Which is, it's nice to say that. Do you want to make it? Do you want to? Uh, I do no. want to make it. Yeah. I want to make it. But that also scares me, you know. Like, but let's make it. Let's, yeah, you should make it. Uh, Maybe you can be my sound guy. I don't know if that's your thing. <laughs> not, my, not my thing. But I would be happily yeah. to help in some capacity. Do you run your own podcast? Yeah, I mean, we have someone doing. He edits and that's really. I, cool. I do other stuff as well, though. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's from the ground up. From the ground up. As in like... Are a- you proud of that? April. Really? Proud of that. It's like weird because you want it to like be doing... I want it to like make money. Yeah. Like I'd like to, to be... Cause I, I do freelance, right? To like pay bills. Mm-hmm. I would love the podcast to make money. Yeah. But like it hasn't even been around for like six months. Like, yeah. So... Do you feel like it's going well? Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. here. This yeah, is good. We have like good people on. Yeah. That's awesome. the best I can ask for. That's the sound of the men working on the chain gang. That's the sound of the men working on the chain gang. All day long they're saying, Let's just turn it around. Like, mm-hmm. Do you think this is going well? I do. I do, like, totally on a, like, outward, you know. Yeah, and I don't mean that. 
I know, like, oh, like out- outwardly, yeah. like, yeah, like, you, you're making yeah, money, you're doing I, I the thing you're doing. I feel super fortunate. Like, I, you know, my big thing, it was, like, it was a, a bit over a year ago. It's, like, a year, maybe, like, three, four months ago that I was able to quit my day job. Oh, what were you doing? Service. I was worked, I worked at the Grey Dog, and I worked at, for, like, a second Cafe Mogador, and also babysitting. I was, you know, doing the regular stuff in addition to Going auditioning. Going auditions, yeah. right. Which is really fucking hard, you know? You're working like six days a week. I remember this week-long stretch where I had um, 6 a.m. call time, which means I was up at like 5 in the morning to go shoot in the middle of winter, underdressed, while it was like snowing for until like 6 p.m., texting everyone to like pick up my shift for an hour and then going to work, being there until 2 a.m. and then like, you know, like going home and starting over. And like that was really hard. What was your anxiety like then? It was fine. You know, when I'm busy, it kind of like I have less time to think. That's exactly. Um, And so I was, I was okay then. It's, it's really been the past couple, you know, the past couple of months. I also like, I think a lot of my, I thought something was maybe wrong with me physically, but, um, which sort of spurs on the like, is this undiagnosable? I was having like lightheadedness and feeling Mm. nausea and feeling like, you know, sort of, I don't know if you've ever had like a migraine, but like aura feeling, you know, your vision goes weird and stuff like that. Sort of that's, without the headaches. That's all. In, that's anxiety. And yeah. and I'm realizing. So that was like, like making shortness me, of breath and yeah and, and stuff like that. And like you know whatever. But I was I thought like something was wrong, and I kind of kept going to the doctor. Actually, I have an appointment this week with like a neurologist. You know, just to make sure. Right. Um. I'm realizing now. I think it's all self induced and oh, it's anxiety. It's yeah. I, okay. It's, I'm not going to say that. I'm not like a medical expert, uh-huh. but I would guess based on. The similarities between us, because I've had the same. Really? Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we get along. <laughs> yeah. That's, Give me your hand. What is this? <laughs> no, that's, that's so. Here's I'm guessing. Yeah. It's like. Oh, so I wish people could see the handshake. That just, just happened. <laughs> yeah. It makes me really. Um. Okay. Wait. I'm gonna finish this thought first, okay, and then okay. we'll go, to, then the we'll go to the next thought. Um. I. You know, so that was stressing me out a lot, which I think kind of induced a lot of this like really intense stuff going on right now. Um, and why did I start talking about that? Well, because um, you were bit bu- like when you're more busy, you, oh. you were thinking about that, and then you lately these last two months. Yeah, I've been um, I've been worrying a lot about my health, yeah. which has turned into I think just. And overall, just like it just snowballed and then yeah. it kind of exploded. And so, but you were going to say something about self creating oh, it. Yes, yes. And so, um, I was saying, I think that back then, I just think my anxiety was just not as sort of, and it's been kind of like festering the past few months and going up. But then I was also going to say, you know, what's nice is in a way, you know, taking away from this experience, I feel super inspired now to like also talk about mental health. And, you know, it's something I've been sort of on and off. Like anxiety is something I've been struggling with, and like now I'm giving it much more of a name as it's sort of this much bigger character in my life. Right. And knowing that, like, even if sometimes in the dark places it doesn't feel like it, and it really doesn't feel like I'll get out of this, I will. Mm. And you will. And I know so many people who, like, truly like truly struggled and with all kinds of various support whether it's with medication whether it's through therapy whatever um 
have come out on the other side and are like healed. Um, and of course, you know, it doesn't mean you don't have to continue to modulate and do things like whatever jogging and things like that, but it makes me feel super, you know, my biggest comfort has been like finding narratives online of people who have gone through things like this and come out. And I feel super inspired right now to like provide that also for someone else. Not that I'm fully come out of this yet, but like that even on a day to day level, on a day to day level, I come out and that's already a success in itself. And so that is acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, even little successes of, um, and I think you can say that about life too. You know what I mean? Like I have a narrative in my head that I'm not doing anything for whatever reason. Um, and, but I have to acknowledge like even going, showing up for rehearsal is doing something. Um, I'll have us coming here. Us coming here is doing something for 10 days. I won't do anything. And then on the 11th day I'll start knitting a little bit. That's doing something and that's creating. And like, um, the war of art sort of talks about kind of like how to perpetuate that and Mm. turn that into like a practice. A little bit. It sounds like, like winning those small battles, mm-hmm. like in the increment- and acknowledging them right. and celebrating them. Acknowledgement, yeah, yeah acknowledgement, and not. Uh, well, that was nothing, you know. Yeah. I think that's sort of the thing, and I don't know if that's like the curse of our generation. See, that's what I wonder: is like, do yeah. we constantly just shrug everything off? Well, I wonder if it's a thing of. I do think we kind of are the most coddled generation, mm. and we all think we're super unique. Like I am. <laughs> a victim of that, you know? Um, and I, I do think we work hard. I don't think we're like a, a lazy generation, no. but I think that's a false narrative that, oh, whatever. Um, but I think that we all maybe expect more fulfillment and more happiness than none of us have a right to happiness, right? Do we? What do we have a right to? We have a right to like our parents' love. We have a right to food. We have a right to oxygen. We don't have a right to happiness. And so expecting us to constantly be, we, we want to constantly be happy, constantly feel fulfilled and constantly feel satisfied. And that's just a false narrative because that's just simply not life. And so we are just continually disappointed when we don't have a 24 hour span or a seven day span of just complete euphoria because we're thinking we're failing at finding happiness. Does that make sense? And I think it's letting go of that, you know, kind of the same thing of like, you can go back to like the feminine mystique sort of, of like the fifties of like the housewife, you know, the many women were not happy, but they, in that time, they realized this is, this is just what I'm going to do. And I don't, you know, I don't know what like mental illness or I don't know what it was like back then, but, um, I feel like, you know, also like picking up a trade, you know, my dad is like very German of him. You know, he didn't, he, um, his high school, like in Germany, it's different. You like, you can either finish off high school if your like grades are great or you go 10 years and then you learn a trade. And so my dad did the trade thing after that he did night school and got the high school equivalent. He's a cabinet maker and, um, he never went to college. One of the smartest people I know. Um, but you know, he is a tradesman and, um, you know, in Germany, it's also seen differently. Like here, I think also depending on the community you're in, like we live right now in New York, this like sort of intellectual hubbub, you know, maybe in like other parts of the United States, you know, learning to be a plumber, learning to be whatever has a different sort of, 
it's, you know, I don't know if it's like stigmatized or whatever, you know what mm. I mean? But like, well, you live in New York. Yeah. I live in Los Angeles. You do? Now. Oh. As of like, do you like that? We'll talk about that after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an answer. That's, um, uh, I'm from Chicago and then moved to San Francisco and yeah. like two months ago moved to LA. But uh, like, this is me visiting here and like contemplating whether I should come to New York. Yeah. I haven't spent much time in LA. I can't, I don't have a real yeah, opinion on it. But it's the it. same. The, set, the setting I think is still like. Yeah, similar. Relatively similar. Um, but I remember him telling me after like, while I was like applying to colleges, he was like, take a year off. Why are you going to college right away? Go learn a trade. You need to learn a trade. If everything goes to shit, you have something. Yeah. Which is true. Um, you did that? Huh? Did you do that? No, I didn't. <laughs> if I did, I'd probably do like sewing, knitting, mm. not knitting. Well, that's all I think falls in the same thing. I like makeup. Like this skirt, I made my skirt. Really? My grandma made these socks. Well done. Wait, what about the... No, this was bought on the beach. It's pretty cool. drug rug. I like that though. Thank you. Uh. But um, I like to, you know, I always was like, I liked to make stuff. I'm like good with my hands, I think. And so, you know, I was thought, oh, maybe I'll learn that. But I think it's actually a good point. And like, why do we poo-poo that? <laughs> it's always a weird phrase. Poo-poo? Yeah. Yeah, what is that? The childhood know. thing. Yeah. Um. So. The right to happiness, though. What? It's like about the right to happiness. Yeah. And and the reason I was so, by the way, the reason I wasn't responding mm-hmm. is like, uh, it was a bit spellbound. Like, I don't actually know what to say to that. Yeah. I, like, I don't have a response. Yeah. I also, I may be wrong. I don't know. You may be. You didn't seem wrong. You seemed convinced. <laughs> you see, I, everything you're saying. I was convincing. I, it was like, you know what it felt like? It felt like a, a monologue in a film or like a TV show. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> this is the you're right. Yeah. Oh my god, that's good. That's um, smart. Yeah, I think that also helps. Like, what helps me a lot when I'm feeling shitty or is thinking how, you know, this can go both ways, right? Is essentially like I struggle a lot with like, like, oh, am I worthless? But then also actually thinking like in the span of the universe, like I literally am nothing. You know, oh, yeah, which we are nothing. We yeah. are literally. <laughs> nothing yeah, the whole blue dot yeah like, <laughs> like literally which also then no which we're also, literally something it's just yeah. like it's not it's almost yeah, nothing it's almost nothing which then also reduces my like everything i worry about is also nothing right but it also and this is the problem is that it it can reduce the moment you start thinking that way completely is like why am i doing anything yeah why, why don't true. i just stay in bed all day and yeah collapse? that's true and then it's like, well, then what the fuck is the point of all this? Yeah. I guess that's the ultimate question, right? <laughs> but then I also think, like, I sometimes think of, like, life, you know, our natural state is death. You know, when you think about, like, we don't really freak out that, like, we weren't here before we were born. Yeah. We're just returning to that after when we die. Don't get me wrong. Death terrifies me. Yeah, okay. Just but, so um, you know, yeah. Yeah. but I think sometimes, like, you know, if you think of the, the grand expanse of the universe, like, a life is like a blip. It's like a mistake that happened. Like, oh, oh oops, sorry. Go back. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, which is why when like, you said about like, your parents, like, oh, was I a mistake? I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. There's no such thing. Yeah. Like, even if, like, they weren't expecting it, yeah. which it sounds like they were, like, you're here. Can I read a quote that I like? Yeah. I'm going to find it. This is great because this is something I do constantly. Is uh-huh. like pull out my phone. I'm like, oh, this reminds me of this quote. 
people, people have called me. Pe- oh. Yeah, see, oh, see, this is the outside world calling right here. Uh oh. Don't look at it. I think my my uh, tax guy called me. Um, <laughs> let me find this quote. I took pictures of it. <laughs> That's when you know it's a good quote. I think this sort of goes into what we were talking about just now. Okay. Um, all right. This is from Unweaving the Rainbow by Richard Dawkins. The book is Unweaving the Rainbow. Okay. We are going to die, and that makes us the lucky ones. Most people are never going to die because they are never going to be born. The potential people who could have been here in my place, but who will, in fact, never see the light of day, outnumber the sound grains of Arabia. Certainly, those unborn ghosts include greater poets than Keats, scientists greater than Newton. We know this because the set of possible people allowed by our DNA so massively exceeds the set of actual people. In the teeth of these stupefying odds, it is you and I, in our ordinariness, that are here. We privileged few who won the lottery of birth against all odds. How dare we whine at our inevitable return to that prior state from which the vast majority have never stirred. I think that's kind of cool. It's true. I think. That's everything. Yeah, that's everything. So we should stop whining. (laughs) Just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This has been great. Yeah, this has been really nice. Thank you so much for uh, doing the show. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to do it. A lot of people to thank this week. Stephanie Kelly, Rosalind Bibby, Pamela Beer, and everyone else at FX who were kind enough to arrange this episode of the show. You can catch the penultimate episode of Atlanta Season 1 tonight on FX at 10 p.m. It's probably my favorite episode of the series thus far. You can also catch Zazie on Joe Swanberg's new Chicago set miniseries, Easy, available now on Netflix. Lastly, a big thanks to Zazie for showing me a little bit of New York City and, of course, for coming on the podcast. People. If this is your first time listening to the show and you enjoyed some or all of the last 60 minutes, you should check out our past episodes with folks like Mac DeMarco, Wesley Morris, and Ben Schwartz. Secondly, if you thought what you heard today was like, you know, uh, okay, interesting, maybe a little different from other podcasts, it would mean the world to us if you took a few minutes out of your day to write a review of Talk Easy on iTunes. Each little positive sentiment helps new listeners find the show. If you're not currently doing so already, you can subscribe to the program on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app. If you want to drop us a line about anything, feel free to email the show at talkeasypod at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at talkeasypod, as well as our website, www.talkeasypod.com. If you're in the greater Los Angeles area, keep an eye out on our social media for an upcoming event we're co-hosting at CineFamily next weekend. As always, our music is provided by Vanilla. Our executive producer is David Chen. Graphics by Ian Jones. Illustrations by Krishna Shinoy. Social media by Maria Mayella. The show is produced and edited by Corey Tad. I'm your host, Sam Fragoso. Thank you for listening to Talk Easy. And I'll see you next week.
The Medal of Honor podcast is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. It's a special thing to be a member of Navy Federal because they're a member-owned, not-for-profit credit union that invests in their members with amazing rates and low fees. That's why members earn and save more every year. If you are active duty, a veteran, or have a family member who is a veteran or service member, you're eligible for membership. Become a Navy Federal member today. Navy Federal Credit Union. Members are the mission. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry and me. I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.